Good Monday evening. Welcome to another edition of the DC Sports Rundown presented by the Sideline Junkies. As you can see, it's the man, the myth, the legend, the midnight rider along with myself, the big guy KG. I am not a happy camper right about now. <clears throat> not even going to lie about it. I'm not going to try to hide it. So parental discretion is advised. Uh, Stop on, the platform. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I plan on going full bore. Um, man, uh, first and foremost, as always, how you feeling tonight? Well, first and foremost, don't forget to hit subscribe if you're on YouTube. Um, we're what YouTube, Twitch, Podbean, Twitch. Yeah, uh, so yeah. if you love your boys, give us some love, show us some love, add us, um, do whatever you can to support us. Uh, how am I doing? I'm good. Uh, took a day off just to relax and um, get some things straight. My Samaritan, so football is going and let's let's see what's up, man. You took a day off. I needed a day off. I decided to say the hell with it. Go to Columbia and hang out up there for a little bit just to get away from the city. But couldn't run away from this. Washington loses yesterday. 36-27. Okay. To the Detroit, Detroit Lions. <laughs> I was about to call him a lane, but I'm not going to do it. Um, Man, uh, I took some notes. This game was so bad to me as a fan. I got up and went grocery shopping at halftime. And I watched okay. the second half of the game in the grocery store, moving around, with, following behind my wife. And she was just like, I'm going to need you to turn it off. Okay. And I was like, I, I can't. But now... Here's, here's my notes before we get into stats. This defense that's supposed to be retooled, revamped, um, I didn't see no fire in the belly last night. I mean, well, yesterday. They gave up over 100 yards rushing in the first half. In the first half, they lost in all three phases of the game, offense, defense, special teams. Mm-hmm. You couldn't flip the field, and if you did flip the field, it didn't mean nothing because – Detroit was marching up and down the field like they were Patton's army. Um, no adjustments for this uh, uh, pa- aggressive pass rush. And one thing that I said in game, and I think I tweeted it. If you got a a, 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 a defense that's very, very aggressive with the pass rush, you got to go quick slants. You got to go dump off. You got to exploit that explosiveness and that aggressiveness by being explosive yourself. They didn't okay. do it. Okay, so I think, in my opinion, I think what kind of hurt them early on was the press man. So he didn't stack his receivers enough to to help alleviate some of that. So you got to remember, our receivers aren't the biggest dudes in the world. You know, everybody's like a buck 80, buck 90. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, if they got bricks in their back pocket, they might be 205, but I ain't seen no bricks yesterday. Mm. So, so when you get physical, you know, I mean, this, I think yesterday is going to be one of those games where it's either the blueprint or how teams should play you. So that could be damning to this team in the long run. Because <laughs> it's the out. The book is out there. Yeah. And the thing is, somebody said something. 
And I, I had to actually leave a group on Facebook yesterday because number one, the amount of crybabies that you can't satisfy. And okay. I had to, I told the boss BJ last night, I said, I love my team, even through the ups, downs, the ins, the outs, the name change, everything. I love my team, love them my whole entire life. And here's my problem. It's parts of the fan base that either you can't please them or they're happy with any sign of 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 of, of mediocrity. Yep. Yeah. Oh, well, we signed so-and-so from here. So the hell what? What are they going to do when they get here? You know, I can't deal with that. It's I had to leave. Even say that. What you got? Because um, I got an old post. I forgot. I think we played um, – the Cowboys and maybe Alfred Morris was on the team and he had like four carries with like 12 yards and a touchdown. And all I kept seeing was everybody saying we should have not let him go. And nah, for that production, no. So that's, that's the crazy part. And I exactly know what you're talking about with this fan base. It's, it's, we want to let's cut them, cut them, cut them. And then the second they go somewhere else, it's, Oh, we should not let them go. Mm-hmm. So it's the crazy part about it. It's and don't get me wrong, I'm not fickle in any way, shape, right. or form. I'm not gonna sit here and be like, well, we need to fire Ron Rivera. Nah. I've said it since the offseason. If if Jack Del Rio doesn't get this defense the way it needs to be, this is supposed to be this is built to be a top 10 defense at the worst. And I'll say top 10 of the worst because we got William Jackson. We got Kendall Fuller. We got finally got two corners. When the last time we had two corners that were actual starters and not, you know, one starter and a nickelback? I don't know, man. I mean, for me, I call it hot 29. I feel like when teams come out, they find Kendall Fuller and they go at him. You know, so I don't I don't I don't see. The the Kendall Fuller, the the William Jackson actually get a little discouraged by the way these guys are playing because it seems like they give up everything. They're not stopping anybody. They're not pressing up. They're not um they're not there. I mean that touchdown that Amon St. Brown caught on William Jackson, oh my gosh. I mean, if there was Mawson, um, you got Moss, oh my goodness. The dude looked like a like a toddler trying to guard some like his big brother. It was just terrible. But I know you're gonna get to that. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm gonna get to all of it. So so let's just let's just um put the baby out with the bathwater and let's just get down to business, man. Let's get down to fundamentals because because this game doesn't deserve any excuse the word or the terminology, but it don't deserve no pussy footing around with <laughs> what happened, man. Well, they got taken out to the woodshed, so let's go, man. Get into Carson, it. Let it go. Carson Wentz, 30 of 46, um, 337. Uh, Antonio Gibson, four, and 337, three touchdowns and a pick. Um, mm-hmm. Antonio Gibson, um, 14 carries, 28 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Samuels only touched the ball once as a running back, which is a problem, and that's one for 21. McKissick, three for nine. Uh, Terry, Scary Terry even touched the ball and went one for seven. Uh, Curtis Samuel, 7 for 78 in the touchdown. McLaurin, 4 for 75. Jahan Dotson, 4 for 59 in the touchdown. J.D. McKissick, 7, uh, catches 54 yards. Logan Thomas, 3 catches, 37 yards in the touchdown. 
And then after that, it's like a drop off in production. Cam Sims. Let me let me get to this. I abdicate, advocate, I pull full. I am a fan of Cam Sims because I'm like, dude, in the red zone, he's six foot five. It's no way in four hells we're not throwing corner phase of this dude. And you you wasn't on the show. This is even when we had Jordan Reed, I said, man, this is the formation you you ball on the five. You got first and goal. You got to have. Yep. I'm going to have Logan Thomas, Scary Terry, Cam Sims. Stack. Stack. And then once they're yep. stacked, I'm throwing a fade or somebody's coming open. And then when they come open, it's over. But it's going to be Cam. I'm going to let Cam get that jump ball all day long. Why are we not doing that? And welcome to the Swamp Queen, Lady C. Good to see Sorry, you. I'm late. Uh oh. Single, single parenting, single parenting thing over here. What is one catch? <laughs> oh, he, he talking trash. Hey, I, actually, Terry had four for seventy-five. Thank you very much. It wasn't one catch. Thank you. And I, I know you want to make your point, and you want to say he's not a number one. Stop it. But. It was a play. It was that flea flicker. Cam Sims is running. I mean, he's going. All he has to do is a jump ball. All he got to do is keep running. He slows up, takes his foot off the gas, and it's almost picked off. And I'm yelling at the TV like, bro, why did you stop running? Well, it looked like he was running the corner, and And Carson was throwing a post or something like that. Like, maybe it was a um, post, corner, post. Mm -hmm. Um, Let me explain something. Played a lot of football in my life. I've had a lot of good quarterbacks, a couple great ones. I've even had some bad ones. If I know the ball is in the air and my mentality, even my mentality now, my wife can throw something through the house to one of the kids. When I see it in the air, oh, it's mine. Either I'm swatting it or I'm catching it. It's one or the other. Okay. If that ball is up there, nobody's getting into it before I get to it. The ball is a cold. Only one coming down with it is me. Only one catching it is me. Okay. That's my mentality. Like, if you've got to readjust, you got to see, you looking over this shoulder, oh, shit, it's on this side. I'm hitting the afterburners. You got to have more than one speed and at least try. Try. Like, because he didn't try, he just kind of tried it and gave up. I couldn't have been his coach. We would have had ourselves a, 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 a real conversation, and then it would have really been a manhood issue. No, I think all of yesterday was a manhood issue. It was because we got punked yesterday. I think we got well, punked. Yes, um, on every level. And I think Detroit came out, and I think Detroit took the momentum from last week when they built up um, and tried to come back against Philadelphia. And then they came out this week, and they just said, you know what? This is what we do. This is who we are. And there was one play. Uh, it was a run up the middle with Jonathan, not Jonathan Williams, but Jamal Williams. And their line, you if you watch the replay, you can see Jonathan Allen getting dragged like he was on a sled. Like he was the sled dummy, the blocking dummy, and he was just getting pushed back. The run, if you if you watch the run by um DeAndre Swift, that cutback, if we want to talk about a hat on a hat. If you want to talk about Vince Lombardi 
We get a seal here, we get a seal there, and we create the alley. That's exactly what you got yesterday on, on several plays. It wasn't just one. It was three, four, five. It was it was literally, they just said, it was almost like they flipped the coin before the play started and just figured out which A-gap they was going through. Are they going right A-gap or left A-gap? But whatever we're doing, we're going through the A-gap. So, and we'll tell you, hey, we come in A-gap, have fun. And, and, and it wasn't a Jamin Davis issue. It was a true manhood issue. It was Deron Payne. It was Jonathan Allen. It was David Wise. Whoever else plays defensive tackle for this team, they got abused yesterday. Sorry. It's okay. No, that's the truth. And, Lady C, you sitting over there just playing with the dog and just, like, you know, all stern and stuff. What you got to say? Uh-oh. We got Kung Fu Theater. Yeah, here we go. You cannot match my Shaolin style. (laughs) (laughs) Now she frozen. Yep. Am I freezing again? Yeah, you you are. Now you back. We can hear you, but you ain't moving. You and the People's Choice, Don Rodriguez, must both y'all both must got the same gerbils running y'all Wi Fi. Get them back on the wheel. There we go. <laughs> okay, we good now. Yeah. Yep. We good. We good. So, all the games are bullshit. Uh, oh. It, it week two was just a bull. Uh. So I think what she was going to say is week two was some bullshit. Um, the teams that we picked were weren't going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think I think Jameis. Oh my God, Jameis tried to. I think Jameis was on the take. Uh, I think the Dolphins. What was it? The Dolphins came back from being down uh, thirty-five to fourteen. Mm-hmm. I think the Browns um, gave up a fourteen-point lead with under two minutes. Um, it was ridiculous yesterday. Yesterday to me, and I posted it on Facebook. Um, I don't think I put it in the junkies comments, but yesterday to me showed me that there's a reason. Let me say it this way. It showed that teams don't take the preseason serious. So when you get in certain situations, you can't handle it. Whether it's the fatigue, whether it's whatever, but it shows that teams are mishandling their preseason getting themselves ready. Mm-hmm. Because the sad part yesterday was if Cleveland, when um, Nick Chubb goes around the corner to score the touchdown, if he just falls in bounds, ball game. You ain't got to worry about a kick. You ain't got to worry about Flacco taking him down the field. And then what happens is Flacco goes up the field for seven yards, which I don't even understand how that happens. When you're in two-minute defense and you're supposed to be in prevent, I don't know how somebody gets behind the defense. You know, it's just yesterday was like fundamental football just took the day off. Yes. That's how I felt. Besides Detroit. Besides Detroit. Because Detroit said fundamentally we're going to beat the man in front of us. I'm going to take your lunch money. <laughs> I'm gonna come in your house. I'm gonna take a dockism. I'm gonna come in your house, 
sit down and eat dinner at your table and put my feet up. And then burp in your face. Exactly. That's what I say. And, you know, that was supposed to be us on that. We were supposed to come into their house, eat their dinner, burp in their face, and goose their wife on the way out. But instead, we got punked. Yep. We, our O line now. Chase Ruye is on short term IR. That's I'm, 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 I'm not upset about that because we got depth at O line, and I know Schweitzer, and I'm a big fan of his for many different reasons, mostly on the football field, but off the off the football field, I'm a huge fan of his. And him, if he moves over to center, all right. Oh my god. Oh my god. Because. The thing is, I thought he was going to start this year. Now, he did start game one. I thought he was going to start the whole season. You know, he was going to start at that guard. And this is why I say that, because he had more win shares in run blocking than anybody else last season. And I'm like, he played a, a, a snapshot. Why is it that he's not starting? And our running game will be immaculate running behind him. Like, I, I told him. I was like, dude, with you winning run shares like that, I could run for a buck twenty-five on a bad day. Cause all I gotta do is, hey, when you pull, I'm right behind you. Let's go. So this team yesterday, uh, I don't have the exact stats, but I know what my eyeballs told me. On second down yesterday, I felt like as a fan watching the game, in those six possessions in the first half where we punted the ball. I think we netted maybe negative two yards on the second down. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't win second down at all. So your goal is on first down, you gain some yards and then second down, you make it third and manageable. Well, we didn't make third and manageable at all. No. And then I thought we tried to make, um, I thought we tried to fit Aiden Hutchinson for his gold jacket. Like we just said, you know, you don't need to play the rest of the season. We'll give you the defensive rookie of the year today. And, and Buddy was Buddy was hurt. Buddy was, was hurt. But and you know what? I I, I fought Detroit for that yesterday because I think that kid should have been off the field the whole entire second half. Like just put him put him in the um in the incubator and let mm-hmm. him heal up. So you can't do that. You can't get anything better out of that. And I don't know what his injury is, and I haven't seen the injury report today. He was coming into that game with an injury, and but he's okay. like Micah Parsons. You got to cut his heart out to get him out the game. Right. And that's and these young guys is like that. I love them because of that. Like, hate the Cowboys, but I love Michael Parsons. I love sitting back and just watching him play. Like, I isolate on defense. I look at him. I want to yeah. see what he does. And Hutchinson, I, I want to see what he does. I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, yeah, you a beast, boy. I don't give a damn if you did go to Michigan. You a beast. You he know? went to Penn State. He went to Penn State. Oh no, that's didn't they draft it? I thought. Hold on, I thought who who went oh, to Michigan? Oh, with the. I'm sorry, I thought you were talking about Micah. Yeah, no, Hutchinson Micah went to Penn State. State. Okay, yeah. Parsons went to Penn State. Yeah, Mike. I mean, um, uh, Hutchinson, Hutchinson went to went Michigan. To, uh, Michigan. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Guy. Even though he a Michigan guy, you know, you know, rivalry hey. with Notre Dame, but that ain't even a rivalry no more. But anyway, um, unfortunately. Unfortunately, and I pulled this stat up, and the boss BJ still talking about Terry and his money. Uh, two million to catch. He got the money, he's gonna earn it. Just chill. It's like Novocaine. Give it time to work. I guarantee you he'll have over a thousand yards and double digit touchdowns this year. Shh, be quiet. Stop it. Um, 
punting. <laughs> Tressway, six punts, 284 yards, and he dropped one inside the 20. He couldn't drop the other five inside the 20 because we had such bad field position. Right. Um, on the other side, for the victorious Lions, Jared Goff looked like the Jared Goff of old, uh, 20 or 34, 256, and four touchdowns. Uh, St. Brown had two carries for 68 yards. Swift, who wasn't supposed to really play this game, was supposed to be limited with an injury. Didn't look like he had much of an ankle injury at all. Five of 56, Williams, 12 of 53. Jeez. Um, St. Brown had nine catches for 116 yards. He and two touchdowns. This was a lesson, a lesson in how to give an ass whooping. Mm-hmm. And to think this game was 22 to nothing at the half. Now, no, Washington. No, 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 no. no, no, no. I'm sorry. I got to stop you. Was not really stop you because of one thing. There was a total level of disrespect in this ball game. There was under two minutes left. Um, I think they had like a third and five or a third and nine, and they took a shot deep. Mm-hmm. And at that point in time in that game, I said Detroit has no respect for what you can do. They're gonna put their excuse the they're gonna put their kahunas in the words of Bill Raftery, they're gonna put the onions on the table and let you know that um it's on. And, and that was when that happened in that ball game. I just I felt like it was over at that point because they're telling me we don't respect what you do offensively, mm-hmm. we don't respect what you do defensively. You can't stop us, and we're gonna show you. So, so that's how I took yesterday's ball game. Here's the thing: you what you just said, and this is where I love to bring in the good part. Of Madden. This is where Madden has taken over in the professional ranks because third and five and Madden, two minutes left, you still taking shots at the end zone to score because you never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But to be systematically and unequivocally beat the way that Washington was yesterday, this has to be either one or two things. This either has to be the awakening mm-hmm. or this has to be the turning point. Now, I don't know how Ron Rivera handled today, but everybody would have to be in for film session today. I don't give a damn if you hurt, whatever. Everybody in for film session today. And we're, we're watching film session on the big screen. I'm showing you everything that went wrong. Here's the thing about coaching. You get coached up Tuesday through Saturday. When Sunday comes, the coaches can't do it for you. They didn't give you everything you need. You got to go out there and execute. I'm going to say this, man. We're doing EKGs. Because I didn't know that you got, you got a heart pumping. I didn't know you got blood flowing through your veins. Because after what happened yesterday and the blatant disrespect that happened, I'm not a big platitude guy. But yesterday, like, Detroit disrespected you. Detroit didn't 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 care who you were. Didn't care what your stats were. You could be a five-star. You could be a four-star. You could be a first-rounder. You could be a third-rounder. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. Oh, what's your name, son? It doesn't matter. That's all yesterday was. Yesterday was, we got helmets on. You got helmets on. Stop me. And I give give all the credit in the world 
because I've never seen Hard Knocks and how the show is played out turn to the football field like I saw what Deuce Daly and Aaron Glenn did to us yesterday. Mm-hmm. That was that was episode four. That was episode five when they were chirping back and forth between each other. That's all we got yesterday. Like they just felt like they had field day. Mm-hmm. They could call what they wanted to call. They could do what they want to do, and they imposed their will. Sorry. No, 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 no need for sorry. And the boss BJ say he's starting to lose faith in Big Ron. One thing I'm not going to do is I'm not going to lose faith in Riverboat Ron because I've seen him take less and do more. And the thing is, he has the he got the credit card. He can buy the he can buy the meal. He can prepare the meal. I don't know what's going on in the preparation of the meal right now. But people, oh well, we didn't had three losing seasons. Well, technically, yes, record wise, yeah. This if we lose this year, this will be third losing season. But we also have a division title, division title in there. Um, and the balls beats. How many times are we gonna talk about this team not being ready for a game? I, you know what? I think I don't even think that was a a, a ready for the game thing. Uh, I t- because I guess maybe because I've coached before, and I've. See myself put a team in a position to win and it just be a Joe's thing where the guys that you put out there just weren't good enough that day. Mm-hmm. So I think yesterday was one of those days. And we got to remember, this is just week two. Like, I think week two, the storyline of week two was just the thing of we get 17 of these. And every now and then you got to just take one and just be like, you got to just throw it in the trash can. Like I wouldn't, I don't even know if I would watch this tape. I think I'd take this tape, go into the middle of the field somewhere, take a shovel, pick it out, throw the tape in there, put it down, pat the ground, and like just move on. Now, see, I'm a little bit different, and you tell me how players would respond because I know how I would respond. I know how people around me would respond. You tell me how players would respond because I'm going to show you this tape. And I'm going to dig in your shit. And I'm going to tell you straight up. You see how you feel right now? You see how you got outplayed yesterday? Don't you ever let a motherfucking team outplay you like this ever again. Don't let nobody outhit you. Don't let nobody outtalk you. Don't let nobody outscore you. Because if you want to keep feeling like this, there's the door. Get the fuck out. Because if you ain't got it, you can't stay here. I need people that's got it. You got to, we even down 22 0, they didn't show no fight. I need you to show some fight. Bite a nigga on the leg or something. You got to show me something. If so, you don't have no fight, get the fuck out now. So, the fight standpoint, I think they showed it, and I think their problem was execution. So, the second half, you come out, you get the first touchdown, you get the dachshund throw down the scene, you get the touchdown off of that, and then you come back and you get Wentz to miss. Logan on that um, seam route high, and it gets picked off. That kind of stumped the momentum that they had. Because I really think if they score on that drive, that breaks Detroit's will. Detroit is used to being in a situation where they're up, and then all of a sudden they lose, and they lose it close. But what I think that pick did was that pick got them um, a little confidence. And then I think right after that pick, that's when they run the, the inside handoff to Amon St. St. Brown, he goes up the field for like 60 yards. Or it's, if it's not that one, it's the two possessions later after we scored a touchdown. But, like, Detroit always had an answer for whatever they did. Mm-hmm. And the other problem I had um, was 
Ron mismanaged this ball game down the stretch. But there was a point where we we're down 21 to 29, and, and he, he went, goes he, for two. Yes, I agree with that. He should have so, went for two. So, so I think what happened was, and I'll give – I'll be commodus today. I will be merciful. Um, I will say that he or whoever was in his ear was telling them that you had to go for two when the situation didn't warrant going for two. That's what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I think that was just stupidity because you're not reading the clock well. You're not managing the game well. So that point, if you kick that field goal, it's 22 to 29. You're mm-hmm. down seven points. You don't have to fight to do anything else. It's a ball game. Right. And then that's when Detroit, again, like yesterday, Detroit just gutted them like in key situations. It's situations where we need to play. As your boy Doc said, we need a hero. Hmm. Well, no hero came along. Nope. So, and this week we're not giving out a manhood award because it was no manhood shown yesterday. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I got a manhood. The manhood award goes to Amon St. Brown. He, he, <laughs> he was a man. He was a man. He was a dog yesterday. Well, he, okay. He, he got every big play that they needed. He, again, it ain't for us, but you're right. He, he was a dog yesterday. And see, I, I didn't think we were giving out opposing teams. Hey, 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 if you got them, if you showed it, you showed it. And the boss BJ say every year we're talking about the same thing with this team. Detroit, Detroit saw something that made them play that way. Yeah, they saw easy pickings. And here's my thing. So hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I'm gonna cut you off because no, Detroit didn't see anything. Detroit didn't change who they are. See, Detroit has this mentality, and and, and and it's from day one. This is what we are. This is what we do. We're going to we're gonna punch you in the mouth and see how, how you like getting punched. You can have a plan walking in here. Mm-hmm. That plan going to get changed when you get punched. And Everybody got like, a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Exactly. And I felt like yesterday was one of those situations where Deuce and Aaron Glenn said, we going to attack. And then how you respond to our attack is going to be how this ends up. Because we had chances in this ballgame. Yes, we did. Like, so when I walk away from this ballgame, I don't feel like – I don't feel like the coaches let us down. I feel like the players let us down. I can agree with that. Because I felt like – we always talk about manhood. I think there were certain situations where our manhood didn't stand up to the, to the pressure and the situation. I think in a couple situations with Wentz, I think there's about two or three sacks that happened yesterday that Wentz ran into mm-hmm. as opposed to the def- the offensive line giving him up. He, 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 I think he took the wrong route getting out of the pocket. And then I think he the, that was one of the big adjustments because people say we don't make adjustments, but that was the adjustment they made yesterday was he decided to get out of the pocket and get upfield sooner in a couple of those situations in the second half, and that's how we got in play. Here's my thing, and this is honest. If they don't respond well against Philly, I'm I'm sorry. You you can't you can't go into this season and you not win these early games. You got Philly this week coming up, which is the 25th. Then you got the Cowboys. You're going to Dallas on the second. 
you got the Cowboys. Now the Cowboys are wounded. And they showed that they can they can roll yesterday. Now all the Cowboy fans, they on Facebook, they chirping, they doing all they talking and stuff. But a week ago, I wasn't hearing nothing from you. I was quiet as church mouse. Like when in Cowboy Nation, I stepped and peeked my head in the door and I could hear rat piss on cotton. But now, you know, Michael Irvin talking about Cooper Rush look like Tom Brady and this, that, and the third. Okay, let me see what you do next week. Now, not looking past the Eagles. The Eagles are the presumptive favorite in the NFC East. If we come out looking flat against them, we might as well go ahead and pack the 10 up and call and call the season. Not even play no more games. And I'm saying that because where we fall every year in the division. We can beat everybody outside the division, but we can't beat anybody in the division, which makes us the babies of the division. It makes us the old school Arizona Cardinals. I'm sorry, the old point, school the Phoenix St. Louis Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah. Phoenix, With St. OJ Louis. Anderson, Bill Max, and company. Shoot, I remember when Tom Tuber was their quarterback. So, I don't know. I don't know how Philadelphia watches the Detroit game. And doesn't decide that um, Miles Sanders, uh, Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell aren't going to have 50 carries, and we we figure it out. We throw the baby out with the bathwater, and we just get it going. Like this is a like manhood again. We talk mm-hmm. about it, but I like I normally don't say this that much, but it's a it's a manhood thing Sunday coming up, and and. And Philly has one of the better offensive lines. Mm-hmm. I mean, considering this is the other thing that throws me off with this team is we got four first rounders. Of course, Chase is out. But then we playing against an interior line that's two practice squad dudes and some center that's the backup center, and they still out there road grading us. Hmm. They looking like Raleigh McKenzie, Jeff Boston, and Russ Grimm. <laughs> so I don't understand. Like, 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 for me, again, it's just certain things. You got all these accolades. You got all these things that you tell me you're good at, but you ain't showing me nothing. Exactly. So everybody last week that was saying, oh, Deron played a good game. Well, I ain't see it this week. I ain't see it. Jonathan Allen, we signed him. He a little hurt, but I ain't see it. I saw somebody taking his lunch. Easy. You know You know what? And that dude, and that dude walked into the, the arena – with a press with a little thing on his chest that said, Hello, my name is. And I played for the Detroit Lions because security didn't know who he was. That's how bad it was. Security didn't know who he was. They checked his ID when he walked in the room. They didn't say, Oh, hey, how you doing, so and so? Welcome to Sunday's game. They were like, Oh, I need to check your credentials. Mm-hmm. And then that dude comes out and plays like an all pro against you. I got a problem with that. Looking ahead to next week, you got right. the young bull, Jordan Davis. Now, this boy had – man, I don't know who he was who he was going against. Everybody was like, oh, he wasn't going against the starters. He not going to do – man, I don't care. It's another grown man. He bull, took bro. that grown man who tried to bear down four times, and he pushed him back. If he gets loose on Sunday, we are in trouble. So you have to play him like you would play Aaron Donald, like you would play Fletcher Cox. We need to see what he got, but you got to think about how you're going to play him because he's going to be the X factor on that, on that D line. We're nicked up on the O line. So the O line has to play strong. 
and I've said this for years, man. Why is it that old linemen don't they don't have that that bond like they used to? What I mean is you got five starters, and then you probably got four to five backups. But in defense the same way. My whole my, my whole starting defense, I want them to be like the 83 Raiders. They they go to lunch together, they leave together, they come together. Everything, everything they do is as a unit. And they always in a foul mood. That's the way I want my defense. I want my O-line the same way. You know, I remember this is showing my age because nobody does it anymore. I remember the O-line was so close. When they came to the line, they held hands. There was a link. It was a, it was a chain link fence, and you did not get through there. But it showed that they were they they were together in everything that they did, and they moved as a unit. Why don't offensive lines do that anymore? Why are we not getting that from our offensive line? We have a history in this town of one of the greatest offensive lines ever. The Great Wall of Dallas was modeled after the Hulks. Contrary to popular belief, they modeled it after the Hulks. They just did it bigger. Those guys were 300 and some pounds. Larry Allen was the strongest guy in the league. This dude was bench pressing, what, seven, 800 pounds? Right. Come on. Why, why are we not getting that, that type of camaraderie anymore? I, I got to agree and disagree with you on this one. I agree from the standpoint that maybe we don't have the same com- camaraderie. But I think with um, I think it's John Matusik, that's the O line coach. I think what he he has this innate ability to get the best out of these guys because we've played with our backups, the backups to the backups, and this team is still kind of stayed afloat the whole time. So I'm not gonna kill the O line in this situation. Um, I think there was some schematic stuff. I think Detroit took advantage of. Um, some situations where um, maybe these guys hadn't played together enough, if that makes sense. So, like, if you pay attention, there was this scenario. It was a third down, third and long. Hutchinson and Harris are beside each other. Um, the tackle is playing above, over top of the center. He was playing zero technique. So what the tackle does is he does a, a stunt. To, open, to to pull the center and the guard together, and then Hutchinson loops around. I think that was like his second sack of the day. So I think in some of these scenarios where we're getting caught up with this O-line is they just haven't played together enough, more so than anything else. Because I, I felt like in the second half, once they got settled, and maybe, you know, Scott called a little more hot stuff and early stuff. But if you pay attention, even when we went early and hot um, in the first half, it was getting blown up because the corners were impressed. So you can't run that screen, that wide receiver screen, that bubble screen, that tunnel screen. Um, all that was getting eaten up just with Detroit's aggressiveness. See, and then, you know, we took a page out of there with John and Davis. And my cousin Tony says, good point. And that's an excellent point. We ran that. We ran the same stunt. John Davis was like he bought the court in the wash. He looped around and came through, got himself right. a sack. Right. We didn't go back to it. Exactly. And I, I, I was about to say that because where's the exoticness? Where, where's our where's our wrinkles? 
We're, it's like we're so vanilla, and it's like we're just, oh, we're, we're going to do no, this. No, it's not that. It's not that. So for the last three years, now, now, you, now you're getting into to, 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 to the Chateau Bow Wow, in the words of Chris Russell. Um, I hate the way we blitz. I hate it with a passion. Because if you ever, like, I watch all 22, I watch whatever, and sometimes just in the mode of the game, like our blitzes, for some reason they get caught up in the watch. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's almost patented to. There was a Clippers team where everybody was in a contract year, and like I feel like at times our D line plays like they're always in a contract year. So they will do what they got to do to try to get theirs, and not do what's best for the team. Hero. So, 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 so when the when the safeties in the corners or the linebackers come to blitz. They actually end up running to the back of these guys because these guys are running into the gaps that they're supposed to be in. So, like, if you ever like the last two or three years, it, it's drove it's driven me crazy. But I watched like a safety try to come through a gap that's supposed to be there, but unfortunately the D tackles there, so now he gets stacked, and now he's got to go around that extra half a second gives the quarterback a chance to get the ball out. Mm-hmm. It's just little stuff like, um. Somebody says the devil is in the details. And, like, we don't deal with that part of it. We don't deal with the details well. Because that – the Jameis act was the perfect example where the details got taken care of. He comes in free. He gets the sack. But I didn't see it again. Didn't see it again. Uh, I'm going to say something. And this is an unpopular opinion. Very unpopular. Very unpopular. It will it ever happen? Hell no, because they burnt the fucking bridge too fucking bad on all three of these coaches. Defensively, I need a Greg Williams led defense. I need though Greg Williams was picking up spare parts and turned them into a top 10 defense. I need Bill Callahan, my O line. Because of what he did with those guys and with that O line, beautiful. I need Jim Zone to come back and coach these quarterbacks because every quarterback that he's coached has had their best statistical year. So I'm with you on the first one. The second, the other two, no, because you got, I mean, you got to give the guy, John Matusik, his credit, man. This O-line last year going down the stretch was on like their fourth or fifth center. That's true. Um, and, and they, they, they held up. I mean, this line this year has held up for the most part. And this is where I, we go back to where I was saying it's an issue when you don't play enough in the preseason. So mm-hmm. this old line just doesn't so, show that they have the continuity because they just haven't played together. That's all this is. This is so a basically, basically you telling me we, we, we suffering because we lost the preseason game, correct? No, I'm not saying we lost the preseason. I'm saying no, I mean no, no, no. I'm saying we we actually remember we used to play four preseason games. We only played three now. We kind of lost some. We lost that continuity. I get where you're going with this. I get that, but no. What I'm saying, my standpoint is more so because guys weren't healthy in the preseason. Now you throw them out in the field, you can't get that hand that that when you talk about that link. Mm -hmm. When you walking out the huddle, you don't have that link because you're not sure whose hand you hold it. That's true. Because that guy wasn't there three weeks ago in August when you were sweating your, your butt off. So mm-hmm. that's the difference I'm talking about. It's 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 I always 
I think Dallas showed it the best this week where when you get down to who you know is going to be there, you can you, you act different. You play different. So they knew Cooper Rush was their quarterback. And I felt like this team responded by everybody picking up the pieces to make everything work. So it didn't hurt them that they were playing Cincinnati and Cincinnati's revamped offensive line ain't really revamped because they played like some trash and Michael Parsons ate everybody's lunch um, all day long. So, so it's, it's certain situations where you can be looking at something that everybody else thinks is the end of the world, but you look at it as if um, this is our next opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't seem like it's that catastrophic to you because you know who you got in the room with you. Like I, always, like I always tell people, um, and this this is like a church analogy, but I was like, you know, there are big churches that got thousands of people, but all, Jesus only needed twelve. Sometimes you got to walk with the twelve you got, <laughs> and that's that's just the way I'm gonna say it. Like you, sometimes it's easier to walk with the dogs that you know, a dogs. Then it is when you gotta think about if we got dogs and puppies. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get off my dog walker today. I, I'm sounding like more like dog than you do today. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna cut this. me off. <laughs> I'm gonna say this, and BJ says KG stop, and he put up the stop sign. I'm being honest because I watched the defensive coordinator take spare parts. Now we got talent on this defense. We got number one first round picks. You got Jamin Davis. You got four first round picks on the line. And I I hate that hearing that shit on the broadcast with a passion. Oh, they got first four first round picks. So the fuck what? That just shows that we was terrible four years in a row. That shows you know what that it, is. What it really shows is I always get into this this time of year because there's a difference between the national media and the local media. Like Last yesterday was the perfect example. There were so many times that they gave like the national spin on this team, and you know they didn't talk to anybody here locally to figure out what the issue was. Or and and I f- I feel like sometimes that's a research thing. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes that's an arrogance thing because why do I have to know more about your team? But I I really felt yesterday was one of those examples of where um, locally. We understand the storylines and the narrative, and like, I got frustrated with the broadcast because they didn't have a clue. Something was said, and I guess you could call him national. RG three say he he was called he didn't like that coaches called out Jamin Davis publicly. I'm I'm like, why not? You can call out anybody else. You can't call him out. So, for me, that's almost hilarious because, um. And it's not even hilarious. You know what? The word I'm using is wrong. It's irony. Because I saw a young RG3 at 22 call out his offensive lineman, call out his wide receivers, and then his coach go back at him. And then the coach got blasted, but the quarterback didn't get blasted for not taking responsibility. But it's, it's oh, it's wrong. They called him out. And I'm like, dude, some people respond differently. And you know, you, you they they call it blasting the guy. I call it correction. And some people say, "Well, you can't dress down." Yeah, certain people you can't dress down in front of everybody. But right. if it, the news gets out that you were dressed down, 
and it's addressed in a press conference. Hey, well, we had to talk to him about this and that and the third. Me personally, I know how to respond. If I know I'm not doing my job and you as my boss, my manager, my coach, you tell me I'm not doing my job. Go for it. If we were going to put this responsibility on this kid, why didn't you get somebody else? You were comfortable with David Mayo. Mm-hmm. You're comfortable with John Bostic. Mm-hmm. But now all of a sudden this kid, scapegoat or not, but I feel like he's the scapegoat. You can't tell me that you were so comfortable with him coming into the season if now all of a sudden he's the issue in the season. But that the thing is, he, he, he had, he's young. And one thing that's going to happen – He's gonna have brain farts. It's gonna happen. He, and number one, he's young, but he's also human. He's gonna have brain farts. So we we take it's the question. Happen. Take the. I, I said this before. Take the if out of the equation. See, there are certain guys that if you you almost got to treat them like a dog, and I don't mean this in no derogatory way. But when I say it, you'll, it'll make sense. You either got to put them in sick or sit. That way it takes the equation out of it. He mm-hmm. ain't got to sit there and think, oh, on this quick play, if the running back runs out, I'm taking the running back. But if you don't come out, I'm blitzing. Well, if you just say, go get them, it's a whole different equation. Exactly. It's a whole different mentality. Because now he's not guessing, he's not thinking. That first step is a true first step. So that's why I say sometimes you got to put a guy in a sick or sit mode. Like, you got to leave something. Go get the dog. Like, go get it or cover. Yeah. And if you don't do that, he's he's like the perfect – he's too young of a linebacker because he only played one year in Kentucky uh, where he got on-field time. And he's played last year here. Mm-hmm. And they tried to make him a mid where he was not a middle. Mm-hmm. And then I again – I'm going to get back to my the, the point that's the, the ultimate point is, again, if you see these faults, then you gotta you got to bring somebody else in. Like, you can't be comfortable watching him play and then see a guy like um, like any, I'm going to say any, because any free agent linebacker that comes available, you just can't look at them and be like, oh, I don't need that. Mm-hmm. You just can't do it. And Keith say Mayo and Bostic are trash. Bostic was, I don't think Bostic was brought in for, no, brought back. I don't believe Bostic he was brought run. back for playing. No, listen, I don't think he was brought back to play. I think he was I brought back that. for the mental. Okay, I get you there. Because one thing about him is Bostic's going to talk. He's going to tell you what he sees. And you talk right. about being in that, 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 that sycamore sit. I had a coach like that when I, when I switched over from corner to uh, strong safety. And what he told me, he said, I'm going to tell you the easiest way to do it. If the running back swing out, cover. The tight end, if they got a tight end, you strong side, cover the tight end. Don't worry about the running back, linebacker got him. You cover the tight end. You figure it out. It's easy. And when the running back swung out, I was on him. There was nothing there. Tight end went, okay. I gave him a little cushion because I wanted him to get the ball. I wanted to lay his motherfucking ass out. But anyway, I did. I understood the assignment until I got more – I got better at it than being able to learn the 
both safety positions and learning the corner positions. And I got to give a big shout out to Daryl Green on that because it was the conversation that I had with him that he didn't have to have with me that taught me how to properly play the cornerback position. Always be a Hall of Famer in my book. Sorry, Gary. You talk to Dion. For what? I wanted to know how to tackle. You're a corner. You get paid to cover. Yeah, you, you get paid to cover, but sometimes you got to go and tackle too. How many tackles did Dion got? Dion got more tackles than everybody. See, see, <laughs> I'm not even going to start that. I'm not going to start that. He I'm threw himself in front of people. Come on, stop it. I'm not starting stop it. Because we want to get off topic. Let's stick to topic. Stick to the brass tacks. All right, last but not least, um, and I'm just going to say this. We got Philly next week. Trouble. Do do, do we show an improvement in what you saw this week? Do we show an improvement? And I'm not going to say pull out a win. We'll save that for Sunday morning. But do we show an improvement and throw up some fight? And not get behind early where we have to come back. I want to see us. This is just my thought. I want to see us get up early, cruise, and stay up where the defense don't let up off the gas. But the offense is just like, you know what? We can run 50, 60, gut all day long, and they can't stop it. We're just going to run this. You're just trying to get John Riggins and company in there. We ain't, we ain't doing that. So, so, so what I'm going to do is it's been a, it's a week. Um, I don't normally put big things on early games, but this is a game where you got to figure out who you are. Mm-hmm. You got to figure out what's important to you. I mean, you could be, it could be pretty. Or it can be a dogfight. And if Philly comes in here with any other objective other than making this a dogfight, they stupid. I'm lining you up. We we running Miles Sanders down your throat. Um, the announcer can't tell you more stats about Miles Sanders and his, his mama and his cousins and his family. Like, you don't get the Miles Sanders life story. Mm. If I'm calling this ball game, um, I don't see a way that Philly doesn't run this ball and and and, and honestly just use their fronts. They, they have one of the best offensive lines. Mm-hmm. They got one of the best defensive lines. And that's what Keith just said. And, their front four is dangerous. And, 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 yeah, I saw that comment, and it, it sparked the, the whole thing. Like, I don't see why Philly wouldn't just – they pull their corners up. We We, we, we press. We press. I don't care if you Terry McLaurin. I don't care who you are. We press. Let's go. Let's put the women and children to sleep and let's go looking for dinner. Like mm-hmm. let's let's get it going. I, I just feel like this is one of those games where how this team responds tells me if they're a 10 and 7 program or a 7 and 10 program. Mm. Let me tell you something. You press one of my teams and you think that you're gonna get away with that. I'm gonna come out with something that you can be like, well, damn. I, I didn't prepare for that. Go ahead and press them. Go ahead and press them. Because, see, that's the thing. This ain't – when you talk about press, it's different in, 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 in football than it is in basketball. We ain't talking about Duke's vaunted press and breaking that press. and Like, you know, I had to break out Steve Blake to do that. But you talking about pressing these receivers. If you don't get off the line 
I don't need you out there. You need to know how to get off the line. You need to know these things. You need to be ready for all of this. That's a good point. Yeah. But see, here's the thing, though. Who do you have fast enough that can be a spy? Fast enough and can tackle. That can be a spy that's, on Jalen Hurts. Jamin Davis. But, but I, I mean, all week we've heard he's trash, so I don't know. I mean, see, same thing, thing about 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 spying, because I don't even see see. I'm not even looking at that part of this ball game, because if I'm Philly, I'm just running like it's Detroit ran a gap to a gap. Mm-hmm. They you didn't run decide. anything outside. <laughs> they didn't run nothing fancy. Nope. Detroit didn't didn't try to stress zone. They didn't try any of that. Mm-hmm. They didn't even go tall sweep. Mm-hmm. They came downhill. And I think, all right, so I think Brian Robinson's absence hurts this offense. Because I think in that game yesterday, in a couple scenarios, we ran some other stuff like some stretch zone that's more Gibby instead mm-hmm. of some, some downhill um, stuff that, that, might be, that might be what B-Rob is. So I think that's the first my first one of my first notes from yesterday's game was we missed Robinson. Yeah. Second note is the Alabama wall looked like tweak Twinkies. They soft in the middle. They soft in the middle. Marshmallowy. Yeah. So 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 you can't do that. And again, with Philly coming into town, I just I just don't see it, man. Okay, I'm gonna say this really, really quick. Being soft in the middle is oh, this God. is this a residual effect of not re-signing Matt Ionitis? So he got a sack yesterday. I don't see it as that. I do. I don't see so so. I don't know. I'm not a big guy on who we lost. Because sometimes when you lose guys, it is what it is. It is what it even, is. Even like the Pittsburgh Steelers lose. They've lost. Linebacker. <laughs> they lose linebacker after linebacker after linebacker. You lose and it's always Green. somebody sitting in the wings, it's, though. It's always somebody there. So so in that scenario, I always say, well, it's up to your personnel. If your personnel can cover it, I, I don't mind losing a guy. Here's my thing, and I, and I said real quick. Um. With Ionitis, it's just what he brought to the table, the knowledge, the strength. And I just love what he used to do, how he used to push and wait and wait. As soon as the quarterback stepped up, he was right there. He was there to put some pressure on, but he he did his job. So I think Ionitis is more of a victim of the coaching situation. I think if Sam Mills – if you get rid of Sam Mills – in February, I think Ionitis is still here. If you get rid of Sam Mills in July, Ionitis is not here. Mm. I'm gonna keep it that simple. Okay. And uh Keith say only John Davis is and that's it. That's the only one that could probably be the spy yeah. on Jalen Hurts. I agree with that. And can't wait for B Rob to come back because Gibby can't run up the middle. And I I get that too. But there were no lanes. Yesterday there was just no lanes, like like I gotta. I can't dog Gibby yesterday when everything was packed up and stacked up. Yeah, and I'm a. I know we, it looks like we up against the hour, so yeah. Um, I don't know how much my paycheck gonna look like. So, you know <laughs> but I will. 
I will say this. I would like to see more of uh, McKissick running the ball as a spellback because him not getting enough touches. Yes, you're, you're throwing it to him, but him not getting enough touches running the ball is a problem. And I don't know, maybe it worked a little different with Heineke. It was like a safety valve thing, but do it like that. Not because I got him in fantasy, but because McKissick is a rare breed. And when he almost left and went to Baltimore, I was hurt. I called the balls BJ and I sent him to Tyrese. Congratulations. I was upset. Right. But then when he changed his mind and came back, I'm good with that. But give McKissick the ball more. You know, for those inside runs, you got to give it to him. He's a little bit bigger. He can take the pounding. Let's go. I think it's just more he's a natural runner than than, than Gibson is. Who, who like, still like there's, 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 there's certain things where, where Gibson is more um, – it's almost like a quarterback where you throw with anticipation. Like I think McKissick runs with more anticipation of where the hole's going to be or where the blocking is going to take him. And Gibson's got to see it. And the problem he has is, is once he sees it, it's too late because now mm-hmm. it closes because you got that time when it comes to running lanes in, in the NFL. Well, that's all our time for the night. We got to come back sometime later on this week. And we got games tonight. Um, so at this that- point, I see Tennessee is down 17 to 7. Um, I don't have a Philly score yet. Uh, the Philly is 7 nothing Philly. Okay. So that's where we are right now. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to win a couple fantasy games here. But um, no, the Chicago officially acknowledged their daddy. <laughs> they should have, but Chicago got robbed last night as well. I don't know, man. That was a touchdown. It probably was. They still would have lost. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I'll agree with that, but it was still a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, that's the Midnight Rider. I'm the big guy, KG. We do not do no overtime. We are out of here.